Sierra has made me insanely self-conscious about how I clear my throat. (laughs) (laughs) So just so you know. Do it. Do it. I don't know. Doesn't it sound like a teacher trying to get your attention? (laughs) How do you do yours? Do it again. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Blue Blocks Podcast, a podcast where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm your host, Jonathan. <gasps> Hi, Jonathan. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon, and you can find the salon at Sector 7 Salon on Instagram and Sector7Salon.com. You can find us at the Blue Blocks Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at blueboxpod at gmail.com. Yep, yep. So on the docket today, we have Boulevard Buzz, where we're going to get a little in-depth about what's new and now on the boulevard, and then we got some food fun with our resident vegan, me, yes. <laughs> Sierra, <laughs> Cecil. Okay, well, I'm excited about that segment because although I'm not a vegan, I'm I enjoy either. vegan food sometimes. Yes. In some ways. Yeah. I actually, I don't know if it was because I was crazy, crazy, crazy hungry, but when we were at King Kong last mm-hmm. weekend and she had that vegan pizza, the elote pizza oh, yeah. with no cheese. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's why, why. It's like literally like pizza crust, corn, and like avocado. But mm-hmm. I was so hungry. She gave me a piece and I'm like, actually was jamming on that heart. Yeah. It's bomb. <laughs> it was good. You just like smush up the avocado a yeah. little bit. It's like, you don't even notice there's no cheese. Right. So we'll get into all of the um, the yummy vegan up and down the boulevard mm. with Sierra in a little bit. Um, but just like, let's get into s- just some um, st- upcoming stuff. We are going to be getting into a, a, the boulevard bar- buzz in a second, but just some upcoming stuff. We still have um, the Third Eye Grand opening happening, but I think it's going to be pushed back a little bit more into July. We don't ha- I don't have an exact date. Could but be some construction stuff that they have to yeah, do. Yeah, it's always, you know, you, you have an idea when you want to open. We were wanting to open up up earlier and yeah we, totally and we couldn't so um that guy i wear they're having their trunk show june 25th there's gonna be live music colos is gonna be catering it it's gonna be super fun um and always burley's takeout trivia at king kong on thursdays mm-hmm. on thursdays and then uh king kong is having is this right michael ray blues mm-hmm. playing this saturday from six to nine yes so we were there last Saturday. So are they going to be having music every Saturday or uh, almost every Pretty weekend? much we're booked every Saturday for the next month and a half. Love it. So we so were far. there, the three of us together, including Logan, owner of Sector 7 Salon. We were there for the City of Trees brass band. It was so good. It was so good. They're an amazing brass band. Mm-hmm. It makes me... okay. So I like hold on to this. There's a few things <laughs> like that have happened in my life that are very small, but I like hold on to it. Okay. One of them is that I played saxophone in seventh grade. Yeah. Oh. Just one year. Do you still play? No, I mean, I in my head, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She's like, I could pick it up tomorrow. Like, I really believe I could still play it, but no, I'm sure <laughs> not. And another thing, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this podcast. I'm a hairstylist, right? We all know that. Yes, yes. So when I worked at Space 07, mm-hmm. when Kamala Harris was the DA, mm-hmm. oh. I blew her hair out. So Ooh. vice president... 
That's another of thing the that you're United like. United States, the first woman vice president has been in my chair. I touched her hair, shampooed it, blew it out. Oh my it. god! So I'll hold on to that for the rest Iconic. of my life. That's pretty dope, actually. I feel like the Kamala Harris shirt I have, I should be like my client Kamala Harris. You're like <laughs> um, Kamala Lemir, like so close. Thank you so much for correct for that's. I always say her name poorly. I just remember the shirt that's just like comma L A Kamala. Kamala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually a great way to remember. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I can still play the saxophone in my head, but we do. This is for real. <laughs> we have a stylist here, Kirsten, who is a trumpeteer. Yeah. Well, how do you say it? A trumpeter. I, I've always just said trumpeter. I'm not entirely sure if that's the I thing. I don't know what the <laughs> correct word is. I did clarinet, not a trumpet, trumpist? so I don't know. <laughs> is she a trumpet? So she does play the trumpet, and I am dying because she actually, I think, reached out to City of Trees to see if she can get in with that. I think so, too. Oh. And I mean, apparently, if she's enough to be like, I want to get in on this, like, she probably still plays, like, actively Yeah, all the she time. still plays. She's very good. Uh, City of Trees is super dope, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. But anyway, you guys go to King Kong every Saturday. They got live music. Music, amazing mm-hmm. beer. And we'll mm-hmm. try to update you on which bands are actually playing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'll try to do that. <laughs> yeah. So this Saturday we have Michael Ray Blues. That's yep. exciting. And he works at Kong, right? He is our kitchen manager. Oh, no way. That's mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> so I do want to recap or I want to like just kind of look back if if we will <laughs> on our last episode <laughs> with John. Yes. Uh-huh. So much fun. It was. Definitely. But I, I haven't posted these pictures yet because I kind of wanted to talk about it on the podcast. After we did that show... Because we, we were, he was super geeking out about beer. You know, we were all kind of like very interested in the process. Whenever I drink beer, I never really think about mm-hmm. how much goes into it. Mm-hmm. After the show, Logan and I just naturally, because this is what we do a lot of times, no matter what day it is, is we went to Kong's to get some dinner. And John was there. Jonathan was there. Mm-hmm. We did invite Sierra, but she didn't come. But whatever. She's jealous. So <laughs> what day of the week was it? It was right after the podcast last week. Wednesday. Oh, um, I had a trail run to go mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So John gave me, well, Jonathan really gave me a tour of the brewing facility. Mm-hmm. I got to walk up those little steps. Yeah, I was jealous of that. Mm-hmm. I got to look inside the big barrels where they keep the beer and the hot water. And he showed me where the grains come down and all the control. It was like so amazing to sit through that podcast and hear all about the process of making beer and then to like go see the actual facility. I am actively jealous. Yeah. No, it was super <laughs> dope. We took a few pictures. John, John Jonathan actually also sent me some really cute pictures of um, John and Kong that I want to post Mm -hmm. when they first started brewing beer when they were little babies. And then now it was like years later. It was five years before the opening. Okay. And two years after the opening. Very cool. So that's super mm -hmm. cute. It's a really cool. It was fun to um, hear the history about them opening because Kong also still in the facility has the old tiny little fermenters that he used when he mm-hmm. first opened. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun to see too because we got to hear all the story, you know, the story about um, when they first started brewing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because it was it was so much fun. It like totally made my day. John gave me a tank top, a King Kong brewery tank top that I wore the next day, which Sierra didn't get. Also, anyway, John. She's gonna be like, hey neighbor, Kong. can you get me a shirt? Like hello, <laughs> I know that you so said much. you'd bring me four packs sometimes, but like, can I? get a shirt right but yeah so thank you so much they they're always so welcoming and and friendly there and it was it was awesome coolio anyway (laughs) moving on so our first segment we are going to be talking about this is boulevard buzz Mm -hmm. so we sector seven here at sector seven sierra we, we love were the lucky enough to host the first in-person Del Paso 
Boulevard Partnership board meeting. So mm-hmm. it was the first since they've had in person since COVID. Yes. We are lucky enough to host it, and we do, like, you know, we've talked before, we have a lot of um, safety measures here, so having a large group of people, we felt very comfortable. We have a big open space, we have UV lights, we have great ventilation, we have mm-hmm. humidi- uh, humidity control. You know, I think it was, this was a great place to have your their first in-person meeting, mm-hmm. and we had a great turnout. There was something like, there had to be like 23, 24 people in the yeah. audience and the nine um, board members, and we got to meet a lot of different business owners, um, people that we're hopefully going to be getting on the podcast Mm -hmm. so Sierra tell me a little bit how was this for you coming into it I really liked it honestly I didn't know what to expect I've never been to like a board meeting of anything before except for like the like school stuff like I would go to those board meetings sometimes this was this was way cool so it was very um very cool to get to know and learn more about like what the Del Paso Boulevard partnership is and what they do, what they're in charge of and can cover and what they're not in charge of and can't cover. Right. So it started out with um, the the main guy that was talking. His name is Deneb Williams. What's his title? Chairman. Chairman. Of the board. Yes, he's chairman of the board. And he was talking about how wanting he wanted to focus on like positivity, working together and like goal setting and then like getting to those goals, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. And he was talking about how they want to mostly get people to this area. So they're working on like residential housing in like a more affordable way, which I am hella into. Well, and I think, you know, uh, sorry, Sarah, to interrupt. No, you're fine. Because they mentioned this in the meeting. A lot of times people hear affordable housing and are turned off by it because they Mm -hmm. think it's like low income. They think it's section eight, but really it's just like in California, it just for regular working class people, it can Mm -hmm. be really, really expensive to live here. Totally. And so affordable housing just means that it's a affordable for 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 just a working class person yeah affordable in this case especially in this case like it's not a fancy word made to like make some other kind of housing sound better it's right. just literally affordable like take it as it is affordable right. housing like right. even though like as an independent hair person i'm making more money than i ever have doing hair like i still can't afford a three thousand dollar a month apartment in midtown like right. that's ridiculous that's crazy price too yeah i mean and we have like, we have a really good deal but yeah, we got super, not, Don't tell people because they'll start trying to come in. There's, no, there's <laughs> going to drive up the price. Well, there's not much housing on the boulevard itself. It's yeah, so barely anything. We're it's like so the true. only apartments on the boulevard. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. You're really right. I mean, I think there's some stuff above a few of the businesses. Don't yeah. know if they're rented out though. Right. Yeah, and they're not certainly not advertising if they are Mm-mm. or if they right. are able to. Mm-hmm. But um, so he was talking about that and I thought that was really, really cool because we have some awesome businesses, but it's hard to have businesses stay afloat when you don't have people that come and patronize them. Mm-hmm. So that was great. Um, then there were some updates on the Arden apartments that are happening just across from the Del Paso area on Arden Way. They're being built by Community Housing Works. Mm-hmm. They talked about that for a bit. And then there are several other projects coming to the Del Paso area, like on the boulevard, I believe, where they're going to be seeking funding and they have like the construction drawings all Mm -hmm. finished. So now Mm -hmm. they're just into the funding part um, of building more affordable housing over here. And they're saying that's going to be finished sometime in early 2022. They said either in the very beginning or springtime. They're working on putting a roof on Iceland skating rink, which is really exciting. About about time. (laughs) Yeah, they're not going to be able to do it the original way because of how all the mills closing down. So lumber got really expensive Mm -hmm. and building and construction costs went up like more than three times, he was saying. Are they going to be using like steel or something? Um, He he didn't really elaborate on the materials they're going to be using, but apparently um, now all the sawmills are coming back 
like up to business. Mm-hmm. So the prices are going to be dropping here relatively soon is what he was saying within the next couple of weeks. I haven't looked that up myself. That's just what I remember from the meeting. They're going to be, they reworked it and they're doing it in a way that now they can afford. And so that's going to be happening. They're hoping to have it open air opening in November and then like a whole opening with the roof on and everything in spring. Right. And then there's, they're going to be doing some fundraising efforts for that as well. So keep a lookout on the Instagram. I'm sure they'll talk a lot about that. Right. This was probably one of the most exciting things that I heard during the meeting. The city is looking to purchase the SNR building to move the North Sac Library there, yeah. which so would be like amazing because right, the North Sac any, Library is tiny. It's yeah. If anyone's ever been over there, it's like the Hagen Oaks, mm-hmm. and it is so tiny and it literally services this entire area yes so totally. it's like and this just shows you like sometimes areas like this where this the yes the yes areas like this they don't you know it's like just the the access to education and books and reading and all the things so many of the things that libraries provide for the community are mm-hmm. supposed to be coming out of this small tiny little space you know they're not able to service the community in the in the way that a library should be able to when they're operating out of such a small space so i, I think it's super that. amazing yeah i am super excited it'll like be having it'll be great for like especially the sac youth center right over here yeah that those kids can come in and also have a library not too far away that's actually fully stocked right. with everything they would they might need right. yeah it's gonna be so so nice it's like i love the library so I'm going to be spending a little bit of time there too. (laughs) There was a bunch of stuff that was related to admin, which I won't get into because it it was honestly a lot and I didn't get a whole bunch of it. But um, No, yeah. There's some stuff that it's just... Like relative to the meeting. Right. They're deciding on some new board members, which would be, is going to be pretty cool to see at the next meeting. And then Daniel Savala, the executive director, was saying that the National Night Out is the first Tuesday of August and then the annual reception for the Del Paso Boulevard Partnership is like to be announced at the Mm -hmm. moment. So that's... That's not completely set in stone. But yeah, that was pretty much all I got from the meeting. It was really nice being able to like see people from the community that care enough to mm-hmm. come out to the board meeting. It kind of gave me like a, a whole new, not that I don't already think that Del Paso is amazing, but it definitely gave me that like, oh my God, like everyone here is also amazing. And this is so cool that people right. care that much. So mm-hmm. it like renewed my vigor for the area. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I, you know, we met, yeah, uh, Deneb Williams owns Woodlake, which he is saying, or Woodlake, he doesn't own. Own all of Woodlake. He owns the entire community. <laughs> Woodlake Tavern. He he owns Woodlake Tavern, and he is saying that they want to come back, but they may be coming back in a different capacity. Maybe mm-hmm. not a restaurant, maybe an event space. They have an awesome patio back yeah. there too. If you have, if right. you ever had a chance to go there. Well, that's what he was saying that we could come see the place. You mm-hmm. know, we also had the guy uh, David from Wide Open Walls, which is a super yeah. cool. Yeah, awesome. um, we love Wide Open Walls. You know, organization. We had Leslie from the City of Sacramento. Leslie, mm-hmm. nope. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not Leslie, no, but she's from the Office of Innovation and Economic Development. Yeah, I really liked her. She was Leslie super is cool great. And super well spoken. Right. And she's also been around for a really, really long time. Yeah. So, and super friendly. She's so friendly. I don't know if we could get her on the podcast, no, but she I said she was shy. She's shy, but I think we might be able to get someone from her office in here. That would be super cool. That um, would be awesome. We also had Rob. He is the um, Iceland, owner of Iceland, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I, um, Mina Perez. So she She's the president and CEO of the Vida Del Oro Foundation, which is actually a really cool foundation. You guys definitely check it out. They help artists and people in the community. And then we had this actually, this, I'm like loving this, the Alchemist. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys know much about it. It's a, it's a community development 
corporation, but they basically, it's like a kitchen. They basically help small businesses, chefs, like, you know, a small baker or a small chef that maybe makes, you know, pickles or a really cool sauce or something like that. Even like someone like Lonnie from Homie Soup, you know, mm-hmm. something, it's people like that who are trying to make food, mm-hmm. but, you know, they don't maybe have the connections or the money to afford a commercial space out of a commissary kitchen. Oh, okay. Or they don't have their own kitchen. So the alchemist is, um, um, is a really cool uh, chefs and bakers and peop- and small businesses to find oh, so it's that like a, space. a kitchen you rent out for your own needs so it's something like I think the alchemist has kitchen space and then they bring they find small businesses that are trying to get started it's kind of what Gabe was doing at right. Burley bef- before you know, he opened the takeout with uh, homie soups and exactly. pie flavored pie mm-hmm. That's they, awesome. were, they were using the kitchen there because he wasn't really right. using it at the because yeah. small businesses it's it's hard to find commissary kitchen space space yeah you know it's very it's like you know there's restaurants there's tons of stuff like that but it's hard to find a space to just make food that's why a lot of people have those like cottage licenses for them to cook out of their home but you have to uh, meet a lot of very specific standards Mm -hmm. um, for that to happen and some people just don't have the home kitchen for that Mm -hmm. they you know and they 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 just don't have the kitchen space so the alchemist that's what they do which i think is like super dope yeah so we met sam he's the executive director we're absolutely going to have him on the show Mm -hmm. also the owner of colos we met she's her or her husband would love to have on the show mm-hmm. the guy from third eye he's super awesome yeah mm-hmm. he was dope uh, what's his name i'm so sorry i'm like uh, blanking Ro- on it Ro- i definitely want to have him on so we we just met so many cool people yeah, we basically just beefed up our guest list absolutely <laughs> I, I like literally in front of everybody said, please, every single person, give me one of your cards because we want all of you guys on the podcast. Yes, so we do. I got a whole. Um, oh, we all. I also met these um, this lady from CMC Management Group. So they're on Del Paso Boulevard. Oh, yeah. She was the the first C of it, remember? Yeah. yeah so she's. Um, so we're also gonna have her on the podcast. So we oh, do, we awesome. met tons of people. There's so many businesses here working and functioning and are successful, but it's not like a retail or a food space that maybe necessary. We're gonna be going in. Us personally are gonna be going into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like something like Choice Law Firm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't need lo- like a lawyer. Yeah, so I'm you not hope gonna, you don't need to go in right. there. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be needing to go in there, but we still want to reach out to them and somehow collaborate and mm-hmm. cross yeah, they're, promote. They're and super sweet. Sheila over there support. is really nice. Her husband's right. great. Another I, Sheila? I, photo- I photographed Her name's Sheila? Pretty sure it's what? Sheila. We gotta hang out. So anyway, so, the meeting was great. Um, there's a lot of fun. can't wait for the next one. Honestly, yeah, I'm really excited. There's just a lot of stuff going on in the boulevard, and I think what we need is just participation across the board from yeah. businesses, from community, just people in the community, people that live here, mm-hmm. just being involved. For and you know we're already doing it, but like frequenting all of the businesses for all of your needs. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just staying involved. You know, getting involved in a lot of the um, like the hard work. Of like calling 311, making sure that homeless camps aren't being, you know, propped up or, mm-hmm. you know, there's not like a dumping site, you know, you call on all that. It's yeah. just, we just need a constant of everybody caring mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a, just a constant support of all of, of, of just each other. 
Yeah. And if you find yourself listening to this podcast and like genuinely being like, oh, I want to help. Like I care about this community and all these things that these people are talking about. How do I help? Like coming to these board meetings is a really good way to Mm -hmm. like get in there and be like, oh, like you can do X, Y, Z or like this is what we need help with because they're I'm sure the Del Paso Boulevard partnership need volunteers just as much as anyone else right now. Exactly. And I think that's totally true because there there's so much that it's a small little organization that does literally so much. Yeah. Are they going to have it here again? Uh, the that meeting. I hope so. I mean, yeah. If if they want to hold it here, um, hopefully it'll get bigger and bigger that we can mm-hmm. hold it. But but I think so. You're you're totally right, Sierra. Like if if you are listening, you want to get involved. Daniel is the person to talk to. Totally. Daniel mm-hmm. Savala with the partnership. And he's he, super cool. He's super cool. He's super nice. He knows everything. He knows everybody. He's a genius. Well, moving on. That was fun. We we had a good time. You know, yes. every single time I do anything with any of these amazing business owners on the street, I just get pumped up to be here. Genuinely. I love the boulevard. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best things ever. Like just going, walking down the street and just being like, oh, I just love it here. I know. For some reason, it's like, I don't need to hate on anything to like love this place anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hating on anything, but it's just like, you just don't, you just would never get this in Midtown. Yeah. You just wouldn't. It's Or anywhere else, really. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Like anyway, there's such a unique vibe here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's a unique strip. The way that it's set up is very unique to Sacramento. You just can't find a boulevard like this. Mm-hmm. You know, although there are other boulevards, it's just not the same. No. I loved watching it grow just mm-hmm. from my time being here. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. It's really cool to see where it's at now and where it's going to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that momentum picking up, baby. Mm-hmm. Baby. Every time you say baby, I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> although I said it the other day and I heard you. I heard you across the salon say baby. So like fully like two rooms away. I was like, baby. It's like our mating call or something. All of a sudden you hear the echo. That's how you know we're in the same squad. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, let's uh, move on to Sierra's very first and amazing segment. Sierra isn't annoying while being vegan. Yes, I I am obsessed with the amount of vegan food that I was actually able to find on this boulevard. Obsessed. So because I was able to find quite a bit of it, um, I, of course, didn't go through and eat like absolutely everything because I have like a fitness and nutrition regime that I'm trying to stick to. So I'm not trying to eat all the food all the time. (laughs) But I did get to go check out all of Burley's takeouts, um, all their vegan stuff. Like I got like one of everything pretty okay. much and then i got the two most popular vegan rolls at south pop right and i go to king kong all the time mm-hmm. and i've had the the one elote pizza without cheese and that's kind of just like my go-to mm-hmm. so i'll talk on i'll talk on that a little bit okay but my next segment is going to be primarily King Kong and a couple of the coffee shops oh, and right. like their vegan drink offerings mm. okay, is kind cool. of what I'm going to do next time. So for like this it. time, I'm mainly focusing on Burley's takeout and South Paw Sushi. So starting out with Burley's, just in general, like if you haven't been to Burley's, Gabe is so awesome. All the people that work there are so awesome. Amazing. Every time we walk so in, sweet. it's like a party welcome. It's like, hey, <laughs> like once you go there a couple of times, like everyone no, is so happy to see you. You're like friends. Seriously. And, no, 100%. And then when we leave, it's like, love you, bye. Yeah, see you next time. And even like my clients, a lot of my clients that I've s- sent in there mm-hmm. and they've been in there a few times, yeah. it's like the same thing. Like Gabe remembers you. The people that work there remember you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just so, such a good, a good such vibe. a good, wonderful energy. So I, I do want to shout out Gabe 
specifically for this because I messaged him asking like I wanted to like budget properly gay by yellow for this gay by yellow from Burley beverages um I asked him I was like hey how much would this run me if I got like one of everything and he just gave it to me for free Ugh. like he is such such he's like the dude he's the greatest he's like for the podcast so um and also when he was like preparing everything for me he was like telling me the ingredients and everything like making sure I was like super informed about everything he was so so nice so so helpful I just love Burley <laughs> like we, we talk about it all the time but it's true so um, I'm going to start out with the spiced pickle. Their pickles are so good, you guys. So they had this spiced pickle that I had. And like, I am a hot pickle kind of person. Like, I'll go to a gas station and pick up one of the hella spicy. Are you serious? Yes, I love hot pickles. In one pickles. of those big bags? Yeah, a bag full of <laughs> spicy-ass burn-your-throat juice. I want to I try that now. It's I, really good. I've never in my life gotten one of those bagged pickles. Guaranteed the they station. have them at the liquor store down here. 100%. Guaranteed. But like this was like I kind of went into it expecting that. But like, you know, you should never have like assumptions about stuff. But this was like spiced with a D at the end, not spicy. But it was still so good. It's like some of the classic dill flavor with like a little bit of a kick, a little tang, just a little bit of like like salt bay, like seasoning. (laughs) You know, it was extremely good, even though like I am a monster and I love to eat only spicy food pretty Mm. much. Like this was very satisfying and I loved it a lot. So go get their pickles. Also, their floats amazing so the cool thing about Burley's takeout is they have the vegan gelato from Conscious Creamery which is like my favorite gelato place ice cream place cold dessert they make go follow them on Instagram right now if you don't follow them Conscious Creamery they have the coolest sandwiches they're really pretty everything they have in their ice cream cookies cookie dough all that stuff is made in-house vegan completely vegan oh okay it's amazing they have like choco tacos and like really cute little pistachio heart sandwiches for Valentine's Day and I got like four of them. So I go hard for Conscious Creamery. So I'm really, really happy. Did it. Following. Um, So I am so happy that they're in with Burley's. And for the float, I got the orange soda float. And this orange soda (laughs) is, it is dimensional. (laughs) Like in my notes right here, dimensional, all caps. It's a little bit spicy, actually. I was like, maybe it's cinnamon. Maybe it's another type of of spice that goes really well with that citrus. And it's not too sweet either. Mm -hmm. So it's orange but it's not like Fanta orange right it's not yeah not not like an artificial or like sweetened in a exactly like it's it's just very like the spice and the sweetness play really really well and the fact that the ice cream was sweet made the balance even better so you have like that little bit of spice the little bit of tang and then the ice cream put the sweetness in there so right. it's just like a perfectly flavor balanced float right that sounds delicious That's it like, is seriously. Kinda so good right like legit mouthwatering I know yeah. I want one right yeah. now <laughs> okay so, Gabe, we're coming over <laughs> i know really i'm like by the time we i mean by the time i'm done with this we might have time to run over there but so i i didn't get a float with the root beer but when i was here last week sheila was making a kid a root beer soda with um the real deal root beer syrup mm-hmm. so i got to try the root beer soda and it brought back fourth of july memories yeah. that weren't even mine mm-hmm. like it was so <laughs> good so classic the, the the word i would use is like wholesome yeah like it's a very very wholesome root beer it's a new 
and like genuine way to experience root beer i think um I and was, it I is like the say, real deal i wanted to say genuine also yes. like when you said that it's genuine. like 100 it tastes like what root beer should taste like mm-hmm. it's like we all know what root beer should taste mm-hmm. like but it's like over the years we've just gotten used to like the the like super the sugary processed. root beer yeah, yeah the super sugary process you ever root have beer? henry weinhardt's like original root beer from a long time i don't ago. think so no uh there's something about it just that's that original root beer taste right but i think gabe's, yeah i think gabe's at burley's is better because really it's not no, just like I, a, it's like a feeling too it is a feeling mm. and there there's a very specific taste that like i didn't even know that i was missing in root beer because i don't know if i've ever had true root real like root beer. sarsaparilla root beer mm. right so like it but because the processed root beer has the like the like idea of what root beer is supposed to taste like like mm. the flavor is there you know what you're supposed to be tasting yeah but when you try gabe's root beer you're like oh that's what this is root beer yeah like, this is even though i've never had it i knew this is what it was so it was featured in good housekeeping and they had like a little spiel on it so you know it's good when good housekeeping is like hey i love how it's called that are we just don't you know it's funny good housekeeping good uh, good housekeeping I don't know. it's just it's that, like, that it's still called that it hasn't been like changed at all yeah <laughs> i i do think that's funny actually i do because it's like who's keeping the house anymore <laughs> we are all busy we I'm all work full time I'm, I'm bad housekeeping that's my magazine <laughs> i'm like my house is freaking clean okay <laughs> and that's all you get um the next one kind of took me for surprise actually so they they sell a kraut cup and it's like sauerkraut and i'm not a huge fan of like sauerkraut just by itself but this was like good Mm -hmm. like there were seeds in it i'm like okay this is genuinely like done super well Mm -hmm. it's not too sour it doesn't like kick you in the face like normal sauerkraut does which is the reason why i don't really like sauerkraut by itself Mm -hmm. but it was it was a really good flavor adored it and then the bold crew cold brew yeah the truest cold brew i've ever had and i like used to work at starbucks Mm -hmm. so like i'm not saying that all starbucks coffee is good or like the best but like their cold brew is pretty darn good Mm -hmm. but this cold brew is better yeah this cold brew is so good. Yes. So like normally I can't do coffee without like oat milk or something in it just because it dries out my mouth. But like this, I totally could mm-hmm. swig by itself. Mm-hmm. It has a really good, it's like a chill coffee experience. The flavor is amazing. And the aftertaste is really sweet, which I like. And then so going on to um, pie flavored pie. Ooh, they have a vegan pie. They have a vegan pie, which I am so excited about. So the previous pie was like a, a blueberry with a walnut crust, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And I love Loved it so, so much. But this one, the new one, the blackberry cream pie is just amazing. Like Mm -hmm. blows the blueberries and walnuts out of the water. Really? Yes. So it's adorably presented. The crust is all like pinched and cute and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's like piled on top with blackberries. So it's dreamy. And the cream is like a nearly custard like texture. And I think it's made with tofu is what Gabe was saying, which I I can give it that kind of like creaminess. Exactly. Like I appreciate the protein. I'm here for it. And it was so good. The balance between like the crust texture and the custard texture and the berries. Mm. Like it was all like it played so well together that sounds really i'm like getting mouth watering again yeah (laughs) i'm just so good at this (laughs) you really describe it so the the balance of the sweetness with the berries was also kind of the same like i was talking about the ice cream and the soda but like the berries have the super sweetness and the custard on the inside beneath the berries is like kind of sweet but not too sweet so it's not overpowering And that's a good custard right there yes so there that flavor balance again is like perfect it's just sweet enough to be a dessert but Mm -hmm. also like i fully had it for lunch that day so like it didn't feel like it was still savory enough for me not to want to like have a toothache Mm -hmm. not that you ever want to have a toothache but you know what I mean and my 
note here was I might be worried if I wasn't told that it was vegan. Right. So oh, that's okay. how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then the super spicy ginger beer hopping off of pies and back to Burley's syrups. My notes. Spicy with very, clapping hands. Very spicy, but good. Spicy. Like, I don't think so I can, good. I don't. It's too spicy. I for me. I thought it was absolutely delightful. It's um, really good, but like it's I can't. You would probably have it mixed with something. Not like by like itself. Some vodka or something. Yes. I, I think that would he be really said good. when he was here. I'd have to cut I think it. he said it goes with gin. Yeah, gin, any, any of that would be fine with me, but mm-hmm. it's like whiskey, ginger whiskey. is such a strong flavor to me mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. But it's so good. Yes, for sure. I'm a huge ginger fan. So I like finally getting a ginger beer that tastes like you're taking a bite out of a oh. ginger root blows my socks off. Like I am so happy to finally have a ginger beer because I wish that ginger ale was like this in mm-hmm. general, but like. Mm-hmm. Never enough ginger. Now I have something that has enough ginger. It has a genuine ginger taste rather than seeming artificial. It's very like natural tasting. Not like that Canada dry, though I do love Canada dry. This is like I said, the spice chef's kiss in my notes like it's get the super spicy ginger beer if you like either to have a good ginger taste in your mixed drinks or you just are like me in a freak of nature and you just love ginger in general just want ginger all day if you go to sushi and eat the ginger just straight up after you're done get this super spicy ginger beer that's logan i can't i'm just like are you serious you're literally eating that yeah it's just straight ginger it's so good it's so good for you i can't even smell it Mm -hmm. i don't like it at all it tastes like i'm eating more for us Popery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's kind of accurate. I can see that. Yeah, it's too flagrant. So for fragrant soups, I really enjoy the way that they frame the soups. I haven't tried any of the sandwiches or salads. I mean, I don't think I can eat any of the sandwiches because they have cheese in them. But I will try some of the salads eventually. But the soups, like her her business is Hello Homie Soups, and she started out making soups for like people during the quarantine, right? Right. So for her homies Mm -hmm. for her homies Lonnie and she like my notes say she's serious when she says comfort food for the homies like I feel that love when I talk to her I feel that love when I eat the food like she cares deeply about the food and the people that she makes it for right I mean that totally shines through in like everything that she makes so the thing that makes each soup vegan is she has a veggie broth and a beef broth Mm -hmm. and so she just does uses the same broth broth. bone yeah bone broth I'm like bones of probably like several things but or it could be just beef and it could be chicken but it's like bone broth which is like healthy yeah okay healthy (laughs) when you're a meat eater it's like healthy i mean i do love a good broth (laughs) broth is so nice especially when it's cold Mm -mm -mm. Mm -mm. so uh she uses the the veggie broth for all the soups that i got but like honestly you wouldn't know it right eating these soups it's just a whole different experience per soup she has a crunchy leafy bowl a leafy noodle bowl Uh a pho americana and then the thai coconut curry yes and so I'm going to cover kind of the pho americana is definitely my favorite of the broth soups that are vegan. Like the citrus and the noodles and it, like the fresh noodles every time, first of all. Amazing noodles. I love the add-ins for things that she has too. Mm. So she has like jalapenos. You can add in different hot sauces and all the things. So pho americana is definitely my my favorite of the broth soups. But the crunchy and the leafy noodle bowls, the veggie yeah. bowls, yeah. are also just like so, so good. Like she did a really, really good job of choosing ingredients that are like not too much crunch but also not too soft mm-hmm. so she has a really good balance texture wise and flavor wise with yeah. all of the vegetables that are in these these uh, soups hitting the nail on the head flavor wise absolutely amazing not super salty which I find is hard to do with broths a lot of the right. time or at least hard to get with broths a lot of the time like they get super salty really quickly mm-hmm. but she does a really good job of not letting it get too like sodiumy. but my favorite by far yes. is the Thai yellow coconut curry yeah. oh my god like I 
I, I messaged her and I was like, dude, this curry <laughs> transcendent. And she was like, oh my God, thank you. So the best curry soup I've had for sure. It's super creamy, so rich without being overbearing or too heavy. It's it's like just the right mix of veggies in both number and texture. Like she has the baby corn in there. She's got all the different vegetables that just are so nice together. The day that I was working, I got that and like went around making everybody try it. Right. Like I was obsessed <laughs> from like the minute that I ate it. And they also offer it with rice and you can get it with <gasps> a little bit of the last dab hot sauce from the Hot Ones YouTube interview oh, show. Oh snap. I haven't tried it with the hot sauce. I was going to get it today, but I forgot because I definitely had this for lunch today as well. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so like I need to go get it with the hot sauce because I, like I said, I love spicy, but that curry soup, you need to go get it. Yeah. Go get it right now. If you're okay. listening, like bring us with you. Keep playing this podcast, but like go get the soup right, right. now. <laughs> you're making me hungry. Yeah, put it in your ear. I'm like, you know go. where to go. <laughs> At Burley, that was kind of the extent of everything that I had in trying that. But just like if you're a vegan, you have so many opportunities at Burley, like go and get a snack. Like all their stuff is like really filling as well as like a good price. And if you live or work on the boulevard, you get a 10% discount, which is oh, really cool. Yeah. Ooh, that's sweet. So, it is actually really nice. That's yes. a good deal. So the second um, place that I went to to get like meal, like I said, I'm only covering Burley and South Paw Sushi today. Mm-hmm. And then like I'll talk about the one pizza that I always get at King Kong. Um, so South Paw Sushi is a super convenient location being like just across the street from me, which is very nice. Um, the All of their ordering is online now and super kind. Their staff is really amazing. Go there if you're looking for that good service and good sushi experience. South Paw has it all. But I got the two most popular vegan rolls. I got the vegan spider and the vegan wood lake. <sighs> yeah, I was really, really excited for both of them, honestly, because you talked very highly about them, Sheila. Okay, we talk about, well, not the vegan wood lake, but the regular wood lake, mm-hmm. which honestly is exactly the same, except for the tuna that's on top. Mm-hmm. They replaced with eggplant, which actually honestly sounds super good. And I kind of want to try the vegan. Yeah, it's super good. Wood Lake, but Logan and I, I honestly, when I read what was in the Wood Lake, I was like, nah. I don't want that. That sounds weird. Uh But then um, Lou from, you know, the chef, uh, the uh, the sushi chef at Southpaw was written up in the Sacramento Bee. Mm -hmm. And they mentioned the Wood Lake was kind of like his signature. And so Logan and I were like, well, we got to try it. Yeah. And it was literally one of the best. Like, I'm not even saying that because they're (laughs) on the boulevard. I promise you. Like, I've had a lot of sushi. I've had a lot of rolls. I lived in Midtown for a really long time going to like, you know, Takas and like, you know, all these like really known sushi chefs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding you. This is one of the best rolls I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And now Logan and I, when we we can't even share a roll. We each have to have a wood lake. Because I'm like, don't <laughs> even look at my wood lake, bro. <laughs> don't even breathe around okay. my wood lake. <laughs> So I'm so sorry. No, you're fine. I mean, the Woodlake is amazing. This is a good testament to like how good their sushi is in general. So like the Woodlake is a good staple no matter how you're eating. Mm -hmm. So the vegan Woodlake has tempura, yam, and avocado. And that's inside the roll. And then it's topped with, oh, no, I was talking about the the vegan spider. Bring it back. So the vegan spider is the first one that I ate. So I was like, I got to work up to the wood lake Mm -hmm. because Sheila talks so highly (laughs) of it. So the vegan spider is panko crusted deep fried oyster mushroom, which I was extremely Mm. excited about. It's got cucumber, avocado, kaiware, and spicy vegan mayo. I don't know. I mean, kaiware must be. Let me look that up real quick. I got Google. Oh, there's oh, there's sprouts. Okay, cute. There's there's sprouted daikon radish seeds. Okay, okay. okay. they're like radish. 
radish sprouts. Okay. okay. Freaking amazing. So, so good. Like the deep fried oyster mushroom. Oyster mushroom is a big, big yeah. substitute in the vegan community. Right. You can make like with king oyster mushrooms, you can make scallops. I really like using oyster mushrooms for like pulled pork, quote unquote. Like you shred it and then you like cook it up. It's so, so good. You can yeah. use it for pretty much everything. Right. Especially if you have like old bay seasoning or like right. seaweed or something that makes it like fishy because it has that texture. It, what I was also going to say is we have a friend um, who has a, a small uh, mushroom business mm-hmm. it's called Capital City Mushrooms. And Cute. Yeah. And he, so he grows it out of the, out of his home. Home and it, he he literally makes mushroom grows mushrooms that are like beautiful. They mm-hmm. look like flowers. They're pink and they're peach and they're they're just so beautiful. But he Ooh. gave us some oyster mush- mushrooms. Yes, and we smelled them and they legitimately smell like fish, kind uh-huh. of or like like seaweed, like the yep. sea. And they have lobster mushrooms too that smell like lobster. Yeah, and it's so weird. And we cooked them up and they were like one of the best taste. Because I'm not, I'm just getting into mushrooms, mm-hmm. like different type of mushrooms, and it's they were so good. So I can see that that could be like such a cool and really amazing tasting substitute totally like i'll have to roll. like cook something up for you guys sometime soon yeah. here because i'm like i'm up in the kitchen all the time with these freaking mushrooms mm-hmm. like mushrooms are the goat they are right. the best 100 especially if you fry them i mean if you fry anything it gets 10 times better automatically <laughs> but you know mushrooms are just the best vegan spider super cutely presented like i loved how they had like the sprouts sticking out it was just really adorable i'm a sucker for like good little presentation even in the to-go box and it's also a really good staple like I could see myself getting that no matter what when I go there like I just mm. automatically know like vegan spider and obviously like the wood lake is so so good but like if I want something like for the table that I know everyone even non-vegans are gonna love for sure the vegan spider because with the wood lake you have tempura yam and avocado roll topped with eggplant and brussels sprouts and sweet garlic and ginger ponzu brussels sprouts can be a little dis- divisive mm-hmm. so though I love the wood lake and it ended up being my favorite out of the two that vegan spider is like I know that everyone's gonna love this it's a good universal good staple but the right. wood lake is like if you love brussels sprouts this is the one to get my first line is wow a masterpiece because <laughs> when i opened up the vegan spider roll i was like oh this is cute and then when i opened up the vegan wood lake i was I like oh my god like it just the brussels sprouts? a sea of brussels sprouts and i love <laughs> brussels sprouts so i was like this is the best day ever i like love brussels sprouts the way that they do it but mm-hmm. i don't love what i don't love is this after effect of Brussels sprouts. Just like how Brussels sprouts taste af- like the aftertaste of it's roasted just, Brussels sprouts? No, or? it's like for hours after <laughs> I'm like burpee. Oh. <laughs> and Logan, like one time I like just mildly complained that I was like having some Brussels sprout burps. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Logan's like, you don't get any more wood like it. I'm like, no. no. <laughs> can I say something really quick? Can I yeah. can I amend? Maybe you can like Yes, yes. My friend's um mushroom business. Uh-huh. Is Cap City Mushrooms. Cap City Mushrooms. Yeah, it's a capital city. It's Cap City Mushrooms. All right. Find him on Insta. He makes beautiful mushrooms. Gonna catch me <sighs> catch over me there. Yeah, right? Catch me at that Oh, booth. you know what? They're going to start selling at Farmer's Market. Heck yeah. I'm going to show... That. I'm going to tag him in something. I'm going to show you this mushroom. Cool. It's like one of the most beautiful mushrooms you've It's just a seen. beautiful mushroom. Yeah. Can I eat it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's what I care about. Can I eat it? Can I eat it? Is it? It's beautiful, but can I eat it? Can I eat it? <laughs> <laughs> and so the wood lake okay you all know it's a masterpiece you're like biting at the bit to like what the heck is this so if you love brussels sprouts this is the one for you um the flavors and textures of everything is put together like super duper well so like you have the eggplant that's soft the deep fried or sorry tempura yeah deep fried um the tempura yam 
and avocado are both like kind of soft, but like the avocado is a lot softer than the tempura yam. Mm-hmm. So you get a really nice balance in there. So mm-hmm. it's not just all mush. Yeah. And then of course, since it's tempura, it's fried. So it has like a good structure around that as well. The eggplant is also soft and then the Brussels sprouts are like a little bit more substantial on top of that. Yeah, so you a just more have like roasted and crunchy. Yeah. The crunchiness of the Brussels sprouts. I love a good crunchy roasted Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. I was so living my best life eating this roll. You guys, you have no idea. <laughs> no, like, I, I was full, I but I was like, I'm going to keep eating this because it's so good. I know exactly the life you're living when you're eating that. So I basically, actually really want to try this now. <laughs> yeah. And I like, as I'm saying You've this, I'm kind of the wood like I'm not, I'm not a sushi have person. You, oh, you haven't been to Southpaw ever? I have not. Do we should go as a group? We should. We should that would be cute. Go to Southpaw, then watch Loki. Yes. <gasps> done. And done. Jam. How late are they open? Southpaw. I don't know. I'm the one on the website. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> but you said tempura yams. Isn't tempura fish? Tempura. No, no tempura is fried. It just means fried. Oh, it means fried. It okay. has that see, little you can like. See how naive I am. I know. Fish, that's okay. But no, it closes at nine. So we, we got to like, if we put in our order at like eight and we mm. go pick it up at nine, then we'll be back. So, um, yeah, basically I'm realizing as I'm going through all of these items, like the thing that makes something really, really good is like balance. So you have crunchy and soft and like meteor, quote unquote, and soft. And you, so, I mean, that Wood Lake has a little bit of everything. You get some crunchy, you get some savory, you get some, a little bit of sweet. The, the tempura, the yam, the sweet potato is like just enough sweet yeah. for it to be like, ooh, but not like be like right. weird. That's what I think that Lou is a really great sushi chef because of the balance that mm-hmm. you're kind of talking about. Sometimes, a lot of times I like to get the rolls that are just like covered in like mayonnaise. Yeah, like hella sauce. Yeah, it's just like, it's not like Logan's like, why? <laughs> Um, and a so lot you might of, as well just eat sauce. Right. But um, a lot of the rolls that I've gotten over at Southpaw are just, they have such a great balance. They have mm-hmm. this like flavor profile that I just don't need all of that. Yes. Mayonnaise. Totally. I didn't, and I'm a huge wasabi and soy sauce person. Like wasabi is my life because I love spicy, but on these, I didn't I use know. wasabi well, at no. all because I was like, these are good enough on their own. I mm. always make that little dish with the wasabi and soy sauce yeah, to yeah. dip. I literally don't almost, I never dip nope. the woodley. No. Because yeah. the mean, purity there. Yeah, I'm a purist <laughs> when it comes to the Woodlake. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed both of the roles at Southpaw. They were super duper good. And honestly, the the atmosphere there is super nice as well because mm-hmm. by the time that they're open, like pretty much everything else in there is closed. So you just right. get the whole like inside slash outside patio to yourself and the vibes right. are immaculate. Mm-hmm. So they're just just everything, everything wonderful. Get the spider, get the Woodlake, and I will continue to try the rest of the vegan rolls because mm-hmm. she listed off like a bunch okay, when I asked good. her what vegan rolls they had mm-hmm. and I was like oh man like I only came prepared for the two so right. I'll have to come back later to try mm-hmm. the rest so cool. but yeah it was basically the boulevard has a lot of really good vegan options for experienced vegans who are kind of picky or like new people who might just want to try like some vegan food mm-hmm. like there are so many so many places and so many varieties within those places am I making sense yes. if you like vegan food come to the boulevard because yeah. you have options right <laughs> there you go um <laughs> no I, th- I think that's a good way to say it because there are people that are just straight up vegans and they they're very specific of what they need but there's also people like me that is i'm definitely not vegan Mm -hmm. but eating vegan sometimes one it feels good Mm -hmm. and it tastes good yeah yeah i like to kind of just see what's out there you know because a lot of times it's like as a meat eater Mm -hmm. and a heavy 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 cheese eater 
carnivorous and derivorous. Yeah, derivorous. <laughs> um, I think it's uh, sometimes eating vegan food, it, it opens me up to some things that I just would never venture into. Completely. Certain, like kind of the way she made custard with like uh, tofu. It's like, it's just stuff like that where it's like, you know, that's that's a great option yeah, you and wouldn't it's think really of it. good. And, yeah. and I do want to say, Sierra, mm-hmm. that I don't really feel, and Jonathan, you can argue with me if you have a other opinion, but I don't think you were annoying <laughs> at all. I do not think good. you were annoying at all. Well, either. that is the name of the segment, so we're on track here. I think you're very good. I also realized that I haven't talked about like my personal like journey through veganism, mm-hmm. and that might sound a little guru-y, so just bear with me here. <laughs> Are we starting to get annoying? A <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> just, just a little. So basically, um, I've been vegetarian for a majority of my life now. I think I, I went vegetarian for the first time when I was 13, stayed vegetarian until I was like 17 or 18, was not vegetarian for like a year or so, but then like got back on it. I feel like my my stasis, my homeostasis is vegetarian Okay. with like sometimes fish, sometimes here and there. But for, for a majority of the time, like 90% of every single minute of my life, I've been vegetarian. Oh, okay. I had some friends who were vegan and they were kind of like my, my like super tight homies, especially through like right before quarantine and all that. So like the more I hung out with them, the places that we go like have to be vegan for them to be able to eat and stuff like that. So I was like, oh yeah, like I totally, let's eat vegan. Like that's fine. Like let's just go wherever you guys can. And so the more that I ate vegan, the better I could feel myself becoming like physically, mentally, emotionally. And my skin was clearing up. I could go like at this time I was, I was basically like powerlifting and stuff like that. And I found myself being able to like go longer, harder, just because of like, I was actually feeding myself nutrients instead of like toasting those hot pockets and like right. the <laughs> shitty food that I might've been eating. Like I had adult acne, like I'm like an mf you right. know, like it was the worst. So now that I have been vegan for about a year now with you, it's, it's just been kind of like a, oh, I did it to make it convenient when I was hanging out with my best friends. But then I just kind of like, you know, like I love this and I just see that my body is happier this way when we go places and I eat any kind of dairy now, my yeah. skin is like, no ma'am, mm-hmm. no cystic ma'am. acne immediately, like next yeah. day. Like it is one of the, the things that I'm kind of reckoning with now. I'm like, man, I really did it. I did it. And now I have to keep doing it. Right. <laughs> but secretly I want some cheese. I'm definitely not one of those people that's like, oh, um, I can't eat anything here. So I'm just not going to eat. And I'm going to drink my water in a cocktail and stare at everybody. Right. Like I will eat something with dairy or I'll adjust something to be as vegan as possible. Or if my mom makes me something and it's not vegan, I'm not going to be like, no, mom, I can't eat this. Or like if I'm at my sister's house and I forgot to bring something to the barbecue that I can eat, like I will eat something that's not vegan. Right. And especially if this is one of those things that, in my opinion, um, that makes the vegans who are annoying, annoying vegans, because it's it's all kind of like a within any community, you have that like, oh, I'm a better blank than you. I'm a better vegan than you. So like I do it right to the book. Exactly. Like to the T. And I I don't know. I'm just not interested in impressing anybody with my veganism. Like it's (laughs) it's for my health and I right. also really like the the benefits that you know consuming less animal products does for the environment mm. I, I also feel like like in a lot of things you know maybe veganism can be like a spectrum so yeah. there's people who are like on the honest on the annoying end mm-hmm. and then there's people who you know are just doing it because they feel better and they yeah. don't feel the need to judge other people for not being vegan totally and I have a ton of friends who are like oh I'm vegan but I eat eggs and I I'm vegan but I eat fish sometimes yeah. or I'm vegan, but I'm vegan, but, and it's like, you're vegan. Yeah. Like I 
fully like the 80 20 model like I <laughs> constantly like if I am a hairstylist but I only do hair four days out of the week I'm still a hairstylist <laughs> like that's kind mm-hmm. of how I equate it I'm yeah. like if even if you have a grilled cheese every once in a while because you miss it or if you're craving bacon and you have a piece of bacon because you miss it like you're still a vegan right like, that's still the majority yeah. of your lifestyle like I'm not gonna say oh I'm not a geek because I didn't go see the the this series or because I don't like this book series right. like I, I just think there's a lot of gatekeeping mm-hmm. and a lot of you know with any community especially right. in the nerd community you see gatekeeping a lot of the time with certain series and things but with especially with veganism I think anything related to like health and ethics there there is a, a bit more gatekeeping and like mm-hmm. levels that people mm-hmm. expect other people to hit but like it, as long as you're happy you're doing what's best for you and you're not being rude to others who believe differently like do what you want do it and I mean don't murder people also that's like <laughs> yeah don't please <laughs> But great. Yeah, I love being vegan. I love what it does for me. And I love, love my little it. vegan community. And the vegan food is amazing here in Sacramento. Oh, also, there is a vegan festival coming to a park soon um, on June 19th. I know that's cutting it kind of close. It's in three days. But Where's it at? it's at um, Southside Park yeah. here in Sacramento. Oh, yeah, Midtown. Or downtown. Yes. So they have um, a couple of a couple of pop-ups, some trucks, and like a whole bunch of other vegan food that just like come to the park and you can just walk around the park and eat really yummy vegan food. Cool. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sierra, for yeah. all of that. For being vegan. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you for being vegan because <laughs> I very can't do it. Too. Good. Very one of my nicknames is cheese, so it's like I can't I can't stop. Can't do it. Like what am I gonna do? Like my new nickname is vegan cheese. I can't. <laughs> It'd just be cheese with a Z. <laughs> Honestly though, there was like a minute where I was like thought I was going like lactose intolerance mm-hmm. um, but I think I was just drinking like too like no like too human much. should drink that much milk type of thing so <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, I do. So we do have a listener mail. Ooh. And it's entitled fan mail, which we love that because we have fans. Yay. <laughs> um, so this is from our listener, Sharon. She is a, uh, a Sacramento business owner and also a Woodlakeian, as we like to call him. Hey. And a frequent, um, what's, I can't think of the word, a frequent patron of king kong Mm because i've run into her a few times so we actually did run into her and it was super fun because we're all geeking out she um you know didn't know what me and sierra look like she obviously knows jonathan I don't know why I said obviously, but she does know Jonathan. <laughs> yes. But she did know uh, me and Sierra, so I think it was fun for uh, to meet Sharon. So she did send us an email, and I'm going to mm-hmm. read it right now. Hi, Sharon. What's Hi. up, Sharon? So it says, hi, just sending you three some love. Keep up the good work on the podcast. I love how much info, info you share and enthusiasm for all of the Del Paso Boulevard businesses. Mm-hmm. I look forward to listening every week. I have lived here since 2005 and have watched so many businesses come and go. So many restaurants come and close. Ever since King Kong came along, there seems to be so much more traction, new biz and stability. Your podcast is going to truly help elevate Uptown so please keep it going. Aww. Idea for a future show. Besides all basic businesses and restaurants that I assume you already have lined up soon, the Wood Lake Swim Club, built in the 20s and still here, um, by the way, I'm on the board. Ooh. You could interview some longtime pool members for some fascinating history. Bob Slobe or Rob Kurth, who we did meet today. So hope to see you soon at Kong's. N- not you, Jonathan, because I see you all the time, every single time I go. Oh, she <laughs> called him out. LOL, but I'm hoping to see Sierra and Sheila soon so we can formally 
normally meet and hang out. So she had sent this out right before we met her at King Kong. By the way, Sharon, I work there. Signed Sharon. <laughs> she's so nice. No, she's, she's awesome. so sweet. She's super cool. Loves 90s music. We're, I feel like we're like the exact same age. Just the vibe that we have. But the swim club is... So there's a ice company. I don't know what I'm looking for. It's like a ice production mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And because of all of this ice, they that's why they opened the skating rink. It was almost like a byproduct of the skating rink. And then there's some kind of fresh spring that is around where the ice company gets the ice. And that's also feeds into the swim club that has literally been there since the 20s, which is insane. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah. I, I so need it's to kind of a cool. This. Yeah. So Sharon, it's such a good idea. I would love to get one of these people who have the full backstory of the ice skating rink, mm-hmm. the ice business and the swim. Club. Yeah. So. Luckily, we met a bunch of people right. that relate to that today. Exactly. So. so we can get oh, but maybe Rob on. He can tell us all about the ice skating rink and That'd all the cool. fun stuff that's going to happen with that. Yes. So Sharon, thank you so much. You're our number one fan. You're the best, Sharon. Um, Please keep writing in. And, you know, Sharon is amazing because she every single time we post an episode, she shares it on next store she shares it on the wood lake facebook page she Mm -hmm. shares it on her instagram she's an amazing um supporter of the show and yeah so thank you so much thank you thank you sharon all righty well i think that's it for us um just remember you guys to write in like as sharon did please just let us know if you even just let us know tell us your deepest darkest secrets yeah that we're doing a good (laughs) job or if there's anything you want to see on the show um but i did want to guest tease uh dennis from that guy i wear is coming June 23rd and also Adam Ship from the SAC Youth Center July 7th. We have some good stuff lined up. So yeah. I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Where can they find us, Sierra? Yeah, so on Instagram, they can find us at Blue Blocks Podcast at Sector 7 Salon. And you can check out the people we were talking about today, the Del Paso Boulevard Partnership at Del Paso Boulevard on Instagram. And then our respective websites are Sector7Salon.com and DPBPartnership.com. Awesome. Thank you, Sierra. You're welcome, Sheila. Well, thanks, guys, <laughs> for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. Bye. Peace Bye. Out. Bye.